Off the Ball Daily. A home for your favourite podcasts from Off the Ball. The performance rankings, you had to be there, the crappy quiz, and a slight tangent. Does that count? <laughs> Subscribe to the Off the Ball Daily podcast feed right now. OTB AM with Gillette Labs. Get the ultimate shave or your money back. Neon Night Edition available now. We have Andy Friend with us on the line to talk to us about his time at Connacht. Andy, you're somewhere uh, in the mainland of Europe at the moment. Yes, mate. We're in, uh, I'll try and get it right, St. Mare Eglise in Normandy. Landed in um, uh, Cherbourg yesterday, so making our way north uh, as we speak. Um, how how long are your travels going to take you? Uh, just shy of six months. We're, we're back in um, Ireland near the end of November. Um, sell the motor home and then we'll fly home to Australia and see the family. So it's ultimately the trip of a lifetime. A reward for time well spent in Connacht, I suspect. Uh, listen, we think so, mate. It's probably um, time well spent for the last 29 years on the on the professional coaching circuit. So... I, I, I'll be honest, we've only had it in our plans for the last probably three years, but um, you, know, you, you very rarely get that uh, or this time where you can just go and enjoy each other's company. That's my wife and I, and we know we're heading home to family, which is beautiful. So, uh, yeah, we'll enjoy these next six months. Six months of driving around. Have you got anything specific on your itinerary, or are you just going to let you see where the open road takes you? We'll follow our nose for most of it, mate. We've got a few um, few good friends um, around Europe, uh, good mate in Dusseldorf, good mate in, in Munich, uh, friends up in Italy, friends over in Switzerland, friends in France. So, uh, And we will get to the World Cup um, for, for a couple of games or certainly be in some towns for a couple of games. Um, Divald Senecal, who was our forward coach at Connacht, he's over in Oigna with his wife and daughter now, so we'll definitely drop in and see them. So, yeah, we've we got a few little spots to stop, but the rest of the time it'll just be follow the nose and see what takes our fancy. Is this the moment where you start to reflect on your time at Connacht, or had you begun to do that anyway as it was coming to an end? I had started to do that. Um, yeah, one of the things I love about Irish Rugby Union, they do support us as, as coaches, and um, RFU have a, a fellow by the name of Dara Sheridan, who's actually a Galway-based fella, but... Um, uh, he's a high-performance coach support, and Dara's been really good to um, uh, give me some time and to allow me to to reflect upon the time that I had there. So he he um, coordinated an exercise where we got feedback from from five significant people, and um, he and I spent a good chunk of time over the last week or so um, going through that, giving me some feedback. Because as a head coach, you often don't get a lot of feedback, but. Um, it was great to get that feedback and, and gives me something now to be pondering and, and thinking upon these next six months as, as uh, we're on this break, but allows me also then to prepare for potentially life after after Connacht when we get back to Australia. I'm not sure what that's going to look like. but uh, So I've done a bit of reflection, reflection, but I'm sure we'll do a little bit more over the next six months. And what's the overriding emotion, Andy? Like, Is it relief it's... You know, your five years is over, you can relax now away from the game. Is it a bit of sadness or is it a mixture? It's definitely a mixture. There's no relief. Um, it's probably a sadness that, that um, we've left Galway and, and so many friendly people uh, and, and, and a club that I think, you know, I fell in love with the club and will always have a love affair with Connacht Rugby now. Um, there's an element of content 
contentedness. Um, you know, I feel like we've, we've come in and we've done the job that we're asked to do and I believe we're leaving the club um, in a good spot. I think Pete Wilkins uh, is going to be a great appointment and he's got a really healthy coaching team around him. I think uh, the squad where it is at the minute is, is in a healthy spot. Um, I know Willie Ruan as a CEO and, and his board, they've, they've got great plans ahead you know, with new stadiums and new centre of excellence and, and, and so on and so forth. So I just feel like the club's in a, in a great position. So there's an element of contentness around that, um, but definitely an element of sadness leaving, um, you know, leaving some really special people and a, and a really special job. In terms of the feedback that you were getting, I don't know how happy or otherwise you are to, to talk any more about it, but um, it's difficult for people to take feedback. It turns out we're not good as, as humans listening to somebody say, I, I really like the way you do this, but what about the way you do this? Could you do it slightly better? Um, what's that like for you at the uh, at this stage of your career? I, was, I nearly said the end there, Andy, I'm sorry, but at, at the end of this <laughs> particular section of your career, what's that like for you? Because it, it, you know, it, can, it can be difficult to listen to sometimes. I actually really enjoy it, weirdly, because uh, so, so the way we did it was a you know, pretty stock standard, stop, start, keep, it's called. So you know, what do you need to stop doing? What do you need to start doing and what do you need to keep doing? And I, I had feedback in, in all three areas. Um, there was a lot in the keep section, which was always a positive thing. So keep doing this. This works for your friend. And a lot of that stuff I knew anyway. Um, some of the stop stuff, most of that I knew anyway because I am aware of some blind spots that I have and I am aware of, of some failings that I have, as we all have. Um, there was a couple there that went, oh, geez, I, I, I probably need to be a bit smarter on that. And then on the start, there was some really interesting stuff there. And one of the reasons um, that, that they probably came more as a surprise because, you know, people people look a little bit more out, outside of the box at, at your skill set and what you can offer. So there's a few suggestions there. And once you start doing this, and I thought, oh, that's, you know, that's handy too. So it was really good feedback. Um, I agree with you. I think, I think as humans, we don't like receiving negative feedback in particular. But at the same time, you, you've, you've got to get that because we all have failings. We all have blind spots. We all need areas to work on. And, and we need people who we respect and who we trust who can give us that feedback. And, and so for me, I, I, was, I was really appreciative of the feedback and, and really, really um, glad to get it, to be honest with you. Do you think your role changed from the time that you arrived to the time when you finished that um, I, I, this is a question. Was there less coaching at the end than there was at the start because you kind of had instilled uh, systems and at the end it was more about trying to create or tend to the culture that you had created more accurately? Yeah, most definitely, mate. Uh, I didn't do any on-field coaching in the last 12 months and did, did minimal in the, in the 12 months prior. Um, and so, you know, when I came in, yes, there was a lot more on on field coaching and hands on stuff, but that definitely faded out. Which, um, you know, when I took on that last two years, that was a definite plan. Which is why, uh, you know, in that last year, my title became director of rugby um, because it, it 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 said two things to to myself and the players and to Pete Wilkins in particular and and to our supporters. Number one, um, Friendy's taken a step away from the on field stuff. Because we had Pete, Pete uh, we had Carly Tucker, we had Mossy Lawler, Dierbelt Seneca, four really good coaches. So let them go and coach. And the second thing was just to open up that space for Pete, who um, you know had the title then as a head coach and gave the players more certainty around well who's actually leading this program a minute. 
I was leading the program in terms of the back stops with me, but Pete was doing all the on-field stuff. So uh, it was really important to give him that, that title. Um, but definitely my role changed over the last five years, as it has done over the last 29 years. I started as a skills coach where you're just so ingrained in the nitty-gritty of, of a halfback's pass or a line-out throw-a's throw or a, a kicker's kick, um, whereas you come through the coaching ranks, you just take a broader view of the whole game and uh, you, know, you get to where I'm at at the moment. I'm not on field coaching. I'm, I'm, it's a more broader strategic view of the whole program. So um, it's been a nice adjustment, to be honest with you. Wonder, Andy, uh, do you have any start, stop, keep uh, bits of advice for Irish rugby now that you're you're leaving us? Like, is it a? I know Dan McFarland had the the comments uh, during the the season about the demographics favouring Leinster, and you have a playing budget that's that's I think half of Munster and Ulster, and far less of of Leinster. Um, so, what what are your what are your takeaways in terms of Irish rugby and the and the state of Irish rugby uh, as it is as it is currently? I guess. I think it's in a great position, number one in the world at the minute. Um, you know, you've got Munster winning the URC. You had Leinster reaching the second final in a row of, of Champions Cup. I, I was really disappointed for, for Leinster and for Leo in particular around that Champions Cup because I just thought, you know, they put so much energy into that. So you, you look at, you know, Connett made the semi-finals. Ulster's been up there and thereabouts for the last four or five seasons. So I think all four provinces now are really pulling their weight, which is adding to... The, the success of the national team um, and, and I think the, the job that Andy Farrell and his coaches are doing is fantastic so yeah you've got the women into the, into the, the Olympics for the sevens the men are, are trying to qualify there but they're, they're now a foundation team on the on the world circuit so there's a lot of good things going on under 20s undefeated for the last two seasons um, so plenty of good stuff going on there uh, so I think it's in a healthy state, to be honest with you. Um, there'll always be stop starts and keeps. Yeah. I think the, the most important keep at the moment is is, is keep all five, four provinces engaged, keep building the, the game on all aspects, I believe. I think that you know, there, there's definitely a space for women's rugby and for sevens rugby and for 15s, um, participation-based sport, professional-based sport. It's a... It's a it's a tre- tremendous game, and and the more we can just push people playing the game, get involved in the game, the better it is for us all. So, I think it's in a healthy spot, mate. There will be no doubt some some stops and some starts. Um, Dave Nisafor has asked me to give him a call on that over the next few weeks. So until I have that call with him, I'll, I'll probably keep my counsel dry on that. Fair enough. Um, I, I, obviously, I was, you know, I'm sure that conversation will be really fascinating because you, you've got embedded in the culture and you've seen it develop and evolve and you know the plans for the future with that in mind and looking at your own journey from skills coach to director of rugby um, and this is probably a a question you're being asked quite a bit over the next while uh, in the camper van what do you want to do next? Yeah and that's the great unknown at the moment I I, I think um, uh, yeah I've I've loved this last year in supporting other coaches uh, and, and I think as a as a coach who's come through um, over the last couple of decades, um, there's not a lot of support there for coaches. And as we see at the moment, you know, with social media and, and a greater spotlight on on what we all do, uh, there's more and more pressure building. And, and I see it for the game. Um, if we keep putting this pressure on new coaches, young coaches, and we don't give them support around them to tap them on the shoulder and say, hey, listen, what you're doing is fine, mate. You just lost a few games. Get back to process. Get back to what you're doing. Because I can promise you, when you're in that in that washing machine, you don't necessarily see 
the, the right things and you, you do lose, you, you know, you have doubt around, do I actually know what I'm doing? So I think the coaches need that and I've really enjoyed being that bloke. Um, do I want to coach again? I'm not going to say no to that, but I probably want to get off the the, the treadmill of club coaching, which is week in, week out, you know, 40 weeks of the year. That's tough. It's tough. I've loved it, but it's tough on my family. And, and that's the that, to me, at the moment, is a big thing I need to focus on now. I need to give back to my wife, who we've had a great five years in Galway together, but we've had five years away from our two boys. And prior to that, I'd had another six years away from the two boys. I've had the last 11 years away from the two sons. They're not getting any younger. I need to spend time with them. So the club coaching won't allow me to do that. Um, potentially being a consultant where I'm supporting other coaches and supporting programs, I could do that. I could do both. I could share my experience. Uh, and I could also um, you know, be, be, be there for my boys, which would be really important to me. So, But in all honesty, I have no idea what that's going to look like in, uh, in six to seven or eight months' time. How difficult has that been, Andy, being away from the, the boys? Because like, even a lot of people sp- spoke about people culture and Ronan O'Gara has been the person that's brought that into La Rochelle. You've done the exact same with Connacht from the very outset, you know, making sure the families were heavily involved. Um, so what was that like for such a, a long duration of time, being away from the two boys? It must have been a, a difficult thing. It's something that people looking from the outside in, I guess, don't really, don't really consider or think about. Yeah, it's tricky. I, I'm not the only bloke, and we're not the only people that have time away from their kids. But it, it, the bit that got me was about probably about a year ago, 13, 14 months ago, where um, so it was just before our, we, we got a granddaughter. Now, it was, just, it was about two months before she was born, and my son and his girlfriend put up a photo of of them together with another couple. And and I said to Kez, I saw the photo. I said, "Geez, that's a lovely photo." I said, "Now that's um." That's Fee, isn't it? Is, that, is her name Fee? It was the other woman in the photo. And she said, yeah. I said, who's the bloke with him? She said, Freddie, that's, that's Ando. That's one of Jacko's best mates. And I'm like, right. Oh, that's right. Like, I, I shouldn't not know that. You know, I shouldn't not know that that, that young man there is best mates with my son. And, and I shouldn't have had to guess around who's that woman there. And that made me go, you know, we've got a great relationship with our two boys. Because we see, you know, we're on, in contact, and that's one of the beauties of social media, or with the, with the modern era where you, you can stay in touch. But I don't know the nitty gritty of what those fellas are doing, and that's the bit that made me go, ah, "This has got to stop. I've got to get home, and I've got to, you know, learn a little bit more about their mates and and what they do." And uh, you know, we play a lot of games, we play a lot of cards, we play a lot of backgammon, different board games. Just just spend that time just being with them, whether it's sitting around a fire, whether it's you know, out camping or whatever it is we're doing. We, I just haven't done that. And they're the things you miss. So they are tough, mate, because that's that's what's really important to us as a family. And, and they're the things that, unfortunately, we've, we've, uh, we've sacrificed to do what we do. But we knew we were doing it. Um, but now we know we need to get back to it. So we're going to head back and do that. Um, right and say one of your sons is um, totally and utterly responsible for recruiting Mac Hansen, though, at the same time. <laughs> it's a great story, that, isn't it? Listen, he, he, he will claim 100% responsibility. <laughs> uh, and and uh, he, definitely had a, he definitely had some input because I didn't realise he knew Mac. Um, but uh, when, he, when I asked him the question, do you know Mac? He said, yeah, I do. And he was able to give me some insights as to what it was. But... Um, no, he wasn't 100% responsible. Uh, we actually have a very 
healthy, strength, um, strong recruitment plan. Um, at Connaught Rugby, probably the best I've ever seen, to be honest with you, where Tim Allnut runs that as our head of um, head of operations. The head coach is always involved. Willie Ruan is our CEO, takes a massive involvement in it, and, and we, you know, we've got our, our analysts um, flood through a heap of numbers for us and names for us. So it's it's a really comprehensive thing. I think the way that came out, it sounded like we'd we'd fallen over Mac Anson and we tripped up on him because my son had said. This bloke and play footy, Dad. But um, no, it was a bit more to it than that. But he definitely uh, gave me some insights as to who Mac Hanson was off the footy field prior to assigning. And does Mac have a, an Andy Friend tattoo yet? <laughs> no, I don't believe so. I did hear someone tell me the other day it was in a, in a part of his body that we probably can't talk about. But no, I don't believe he does, mate. And if he had it, I didn't want to see it anyway. He, he was good enough to come to me just before we, we drove out of Sports Ground the other day to say... Have a look at uh, have a look at my new tat, and he showed it to me. I honestly thought it was Michael Checker. I said, "What do you got, Michael Checker, on your on your leg for?" And he said, "It's Faz." I went, "Oh, of course it is. Yeah, I can see that now." But it actually confused the hell out of me when he showed me. But um, listen, he's one of life's characters, mate, and he'd made a promise that uh, if they won the Grand Slam, he'd get Faz on his quad. And uh, he, a man true to his word, he's gone and done it. But he'll end up with a body full of uh, different faces on it, no doubt. <laughs> Andy, enjoy the next six months, whatever they bring, and, and wherever you go next. I think the people, anytime we've had you on, will understand the authenticity and the story you told about missing your kids. I don't think anybody will begrudge you heading home, but there's going to be a legacy to your time in Connacht that's very clear that anybody who's dealt with you from the media side, I can only imagine what it must have been like to play for you. I remember you came to an OB that we were doing uh, in Galway in race week and everybody after was like, wow, I want to play rugby for him and uh, we weren't very good rugby players. So there's definitely going to be a long-lasting legacy to your time in Connacht and so enjoy whatever comes next. No, good on you, fellas. Appreciate your support since I've been there and uh, long may that continue for the club. It's it's a tremendous club. There's so many good people there and it's it's on the way up Um, and that's probably the, the thing that I'm most proud of is... Yeah, we've kept it on that upward trajectory, and I've no doubt that Pete and and the, and the playing squad and Willie will, will continue to take that, uh, and all the staff continue to take um, that onward trajectory going forward. So I'm going to watch from afar. I'll always be a Connacht fan and an Irish rugby fan now. So I thank you for your time and your support of rugby in the game. It's it's been brilliant. Best of luck, Andy. Cheers. Thanks a million. Good on you, fellas. Cheers. OCB AM with Gillette Labs. Get the ultimate shave or your money back. Neon Night Edition, available now.